Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. What's up, fam, and welcome back to the show this week. We are on part four of the attraction and dating series. On the last episode, we left off at texting etiquette went through the introduction and then what to do in the next two or three minutes afterwards and a little bit of screening process and we talked about some date etiquette but we'll do a bit more of that on today's episode and we'll just go from there okay so you either met someone online or you met them in person and we're not able to convert it into like a one-night stand thing just based on the situation so you got her number you texted her and she actually responded and was interested. We've talked about date days, so we won't cover that again. However, let's touch on what you guys should do as a first date. So you're gonna want something with a lot of movement and the ability to talk because the idea is to get to know her here and also um, being able to move around a little bit like an activity builds more comfort than just sitting across from each other and you know staring into each other's eyes the entire time. So things to do are going to depend on where you live, but these should be things that you like. You should have ideally scoped these places out beforehand. Basically build yourself up a regular sort of few date spots that you take people to and you just go there, right? So I like barcades because you have ski ball, little arcade games and a bar obviously. So this has alcohol. Um, I like to drink when I go out. If someone is a teetotaler, that probably doesn't work well with me. So, you know, you get a couple of drinks and see how she feels about that. For instance, it's just one reason why I do it. But two, I like games. I mean, who doesn't like skee-ball, ping-pong, or whatever? And you can do these things to build up uh, some fun and connection between the both of you. This is much better than dinner in a movie. Uh, the point is to get to know someone here. You cannot do that with food in your mouth. Um, I personally do not do food, food um, before like the third date or so. I'll meet you for drinks. We could do something else, but like a sit-down sort of dinner thing not happening and also if you're planning on going on a lot of dates the sit down dinner thing is going to get really expensive uh, which may be fine but you don't want to spend a bunch of money on people you frankly don't click with and trying to figure that out there are just less expensive ways to do it and also uh, having a different type of date than your average dude is going to have you stand out a bit more and give you the edge in terms of piquing her interest um, most dudes are frankly lazy so you don't have to do too much you just had to have, I don't know, put a second to think about what you want to do on a date and then actually plan the date. We touched on this before, but I want to reiterate here. Do not put it back on her to choose the activity. This is where you can show that your willingness to lead and uh, sort of step up so that she does not feel like she has to do everything. Not because she can't plan a date, but the, the value of a, of a man in 2020 in modern society is going to be the ability to take things off of her shoulders so she doesn't have to worry about everything, right? Like we pretty much all work and, you know, she's going to be in her masculine while she's at work, but she doesn't want to be in a masculine on a date. Okay, so we are at the date location. And like I said before, 
um i like to break the touch barrier whenever you meet someone so like since this is going to be like a second time that you've seen them given that you got her phone number right or even if it's the first time uh you've had a little bit of interaction on the internet before she decided to meet you uh so like i said i go with either a hug or a high five but you make sure you want to break the touch barrier early and often because when you touch you uh you the body releases dopamine basically right so people feel less stress which is going to make them feel more comfortable and you know it is sort of a stressful situation do are we going to like each other is this person going to be weird and your ability to make her uh, be able to relax is going to increase her enjoyment and frankly your enjoyment it's hard for people to have a conversation when they're stressed out all the time and you showing that you're going to be able to take care of her while out on a date is going to pay dividends also as far as her mood and everything goes you're not going to just pick up right where you left off uh, from the first time because this is a different day and a different situation now you're not starting at zero like she doesn't know you so you do have that going for you um, and you can reference some funny anecdotes that you guys talked about uh, previously which is why we only spend time with people we care about because the key to building true connection with people is actually remembering what the hell you guys talked about uh, so what you're not starting at zero but you will have to sort of rebuild the trust and connection between you both a little bit right uh, it's been a few days since she's seen you and you're still sort of getting to know each other at this point okay so dating golden rule is that men are the gas and women are the brakes uh, so what that means is that any sort of escalation uh, needs to be done by you and if she's not comfortable with it she will let you know now this is important to note because eventually what's going to happen over a course of a date especially if you've been leading is that she's going to relax and sort of let you take the date where you want the date to go which obviously means a you need to have a plan and b you need to be comfortable with where dates normally go or where you plan on taking said date right now with that being said it's important to know that there's no such thing as mistakes and we'll talk about sort of like so if you make a move let's say and she appears a little uncomfortable and she like takes a step back or says to stop but she doesn't like immediately leave the date all you have to do is acknowledge the fact like have some social awareness apologize if you're a little aggressive maybe uh, take a step back to sort of restore a safe distance from her and then she can come back to being more comfortable right so you don't have to worry about oh i made a mistake by being a little too aggressive you know depending on the level of sexual aggression that you showed but for the most part you don't have to worry about that as being some date ending thing and frankly if whatever you did felt uh, congruent in the moment like you weren't trying to do some move but say you went for a kiss because you wanted to kiss her and then she sort of like turns her head or whatever because she's not ready then you don't need to make a super big deal out of it all you have to do is just return back to um just let's say a normal distance and if she continues to stay to talk to you that means she's interested she's just not ready for that yet and the yet part is important here if at any point she's not interested she'll just let you know and probably leave and that's fine right like i said we use rejection as a filter but if uh, you've made an attention known as long as you don't make a big deal out of the quote-unquote rejection you're actually still making progress right you're getting bonus points so let's talk about uh, places to touch right so there's a so certain places are going to be more sexual and therefore more risky and should only be done once you have built up a larger amount of comfort with someone uh, so when you start you want to start with like either hands elbows shoulders and if you're sitting next to people which is one of my favorites here the knee on knee 
uh, when getting to know someone, like if you're sitting next to each other at bar stools, you just let your leg sort of uh, lean over and, and make contact with her leg, right? This is going to build up some comfort between you two while you guys sort of talk. And this will get you guys used to touching each other, which is going to be important because if this relationship goes where relationships go, you're going to touch each other. Giggity, giggity. Okay, so as far as the conversation goes, and this is the same, whether you're meeting someone for the second time or if you've just been hitting it off really well with someone at a bar or a party, is that after you get through the initial introduction and then you carry the conversation for the original, who knows, like say one to four minute mark where she's still a little wary, right? Like she hasn't left, she hasn't outright rejected you, but she doesn't know how you, she feels about you yet. But, you know, she uh, you brought up a conversation topic. One of the things that you used to break ice with, she made a comment and then you emotionally connected with that. And then she started to open up a bit. Right. And you guys have been going back and forth. So I like to call this sort of the cruise control section of conversation. And for the most part, this is going to be the easiest because you've broken through the discomfort. And now uh, you can either A, ask more screening questions here, or B, just try to build some chemistry between you, between the two of you. So you'll flirt here. Um, you'll build up random scenarios in your head like dream dates and vacations. This is the general have fun part of a conversation and talk about things that interest you here. Um, now, this could go on for essentially hours, depending on how long the outing is. And this is the majority of the time that you spend in conversation with another person. All right, so we have decided that we like her and we have a pretty decent idea that she likes us because one, we used uh, neutral body language, which means we didn't stand front on front with her, but we stood to the side or at an angle that allowed her to turn and face us once she was interested and invested in the conversation. And two, we have made our interest known clearly as discussed before, and she is still in the conversation. Okay, so now this is where the rubber meets the road and we are going to quote unquote start to go for it. So the way that you introduce uh, sexual dynamics into a conversation at this point is with one of two things. One verbally with innuendo or when you talk about things in the future and role plays, you talk about, hey, you better not act like that on our first date. For instance, you want to basically inject a future where you guys are together in a romantic setting. Um, if she doesn't object, you're good to go. And as far as touch goes, we want to move the touch um, further down the escalation ladder, right? So early on in the conversation, you might have done like some knee on knee touching, maybe some hand or shoulder. Um, now we want to sort of send a signal here. So uh, lower back, sort of like how um, in the movies, whenever you see people together, and the dude places his hand on the small of her back. Now, this is very comforting, but it also sends a direct message. If she's not comfortable with that, then she'll pull away. And if she decides to uh, stay and talk to you, then she's just not comfortable yet. Um, like I said, if she's not interested, she will make it known. Um, now, you also want to start building, uh, putting more attention back into the conversation. This is the place to do it, not at the front. You guys have built some comfort with each other and you decided you like her. So now what we want to do is to give more positive body language than we were previously. So before we did our best to either stand side by side. Now if she's turned to face you, you're interested, you want to turn to face her. Um, make sure that when you're talking, you, you give uh, strong eye contact and you let that eye contact linger a bit longer than you would before. 
Um, and a lo this, along with turning the conversation a little sexual, is going to make it plain as day, if it was not before, that this is what you're trying to do. And this is where you're going to get the most resistance. And this is in quotation marks, right? Because this is what you want. But if, uh, if a woman was sort of on the fence about you, this is going to polarize her one way or another. And our goal with this is to move as many people off the fence as possible. If she's not interested, then we just want to move on. You don't want to spend your whole night, especially if you're out at a club or something, you're trying to get laid. Or frankly, you don't want to spend any more dates trying to figure out if somebody likes you. That is a waste of lifetime and you cannot get your time back. So don't waste it. Now, if you guys met at a party or something somewhere, a big way that you can tell if a woman likes you is that she's willing to isolate herself with you. And I don't mean go into some back alley or whatever, but I mean, if you're in a house party, she's willing to move to a separate area of the house with you um, away from her friends, right? You don't want to be trying to go for a kiss or make out with somebody with your homie standing right behind her. Uh, <laughs> a, her homegirl's right there either because that's a high pressure situation and is frankly a little awkward. Uh, so when we say isolate, I don't mean like put her in a corner somewhere, but just move around a little bit so you're not standing right next to the people that you came with. All right, so we've put some tension back into the conversation using innuendo, physical touch, and just basically closing the distance that you guys stand together. And you decide that you uh, the moment feels good to you, and this is like the only rom-com thing I will say, is that generally once you get to know what you're doing here, you'll sort of feel like, hey, this is a good time to kiss her. You'll both be sort of close, uh, but things that you could do to indicate a kiss. Uh, there's an old classic of look at the lips, look back at her eyes. Uh, women are just generally better at reading body language than men. Um, and frankly, if you're that close and she doesn't see it by then, um, I don't know what else you'd have to do besides draw her a giant picture that you like her at this point. This should be fairly obvious, right? Um, so you go for the kiss here. And if it works out, great, congratulations, you got the kiss. Now this doesn't mean a lot, but this is a large hurdle as far as breaking the physical touch barrier. And you can sort of put it back into cruise control until let's just call it logistic time at the end um, of a night. So, and a lot of this part here is going to depend on your beliefs about sex, um, her beliefs about sex, and then how you sort of frame the night up um, in her mind, if she's going to feel like a slut, if she comes to hang out with you, um, it's probably not going to happen. Her, how she looks about, how she feels about herself and her friend group is going to be more important than some random dude that she just met, uh, which is usually why one night stands don't happen super often, um, unless she just has a super accepting friend group as far as that goes. But with, uh, our society, they tend to, you know, there tends to be a lot more shame attached to sex when it comes to women. So it's going to be something that happens uh, on like a second or third date sort of situation. Um, but if you're at a club or a bar or something and you are able to close, um, this is like the last five minutes of the conversation is what we're going to call closing. So if the logistics are not working out, it was never going to happen anyway. If she has to get up early to catch a flight, uh, you're probably not going to have sex with her. This is another get the number or plan another date in the future sort of thing. If she lives across town from you and is with her friends and they're not willing to let her like go off with you, um, then it wasn't gonna happen anyway because your logistics were bad. Now, what you can do is that you can pepper in logistical questions um, when you're talking to someone so you make sure you're not wasting your time. Like, uh, do you live around here? Are you here on work? Uh, now, obviously you don't want to just ask these sort of questions back to back rapid fire because it's going to seem weird like you're trying to pull a bunch of information out of her. Uh, you want to work these into the conversation 
after the sort of screening comp the screening questions so hey i feel like there could be some compatibility here let me see what her situation is like um, are you from out of town are you here with friends do you live here do you have to get up early tomorrow etc especially if you're trying uh, if you're just at a club or if you're from out of town and you're not trying to build some long relationship that's fine uh, you just want to make sure that the situation that you want is uh, able to present itself and if it's not then you need to move on Another note about logistics is that this is why, as far as, you know, first or second date goes, if you want to have like the spontaneity of sex just sort of happening, then the locations need to be near your house. If the city that you live in is not set up where there are fun things to do near your house, then it's less likely, like you're not driving 30 minutes from like some jazz bar downtown back to your house for sex uh, for somebody that you've just met. It's just probably not going to happen. Um, because like I said, the slut shaming sort of alarms are going to start going off, um, in most people's heads. Now, if they don't, that's fine. It's just 30 minutes is a long drive, my friends. Um, that's kind of probably going to be more of like a second or third day type thing. So whenever possible, pick day locations that are, you know, within maybe 10 to 15 minutes or so from either your place or her place. Um, and speaking of your place, if you're going out, and you think someone might come back, just tidy up the house, bro. You know, vacuum, don't leave a bunch of dirty dishes or something. It, the place doesn't have to be spotless, but you don't want to look like a slob either because when you get her back to your place, you're not just going to jump her um, as soon as you walk through the door. Generally, right? Like all rules um, are sort of made to be broken. But the thing is, you want to act like you've been there before. That's a common phrase. So she comes over, uh, offer her something to drink if you have drinks or water or something. You can hang out, listen to some music, and sort of try like to reset the mood um, if that's something that sort of fits. But uh, the point is you don't want to close the door and then just immediately try to jump on her. Um, that's going to feel a little needy. And especially towards the end of a night, you'll have to walk the high social status and not needy behavioral type rope. So she came back to your place or she invited you over to her place. You've made it obvious about what you're looking for that you find her, you know, sexually interesting. And she has not rejected you. In fact, she's either come home with you or invited her to her house. So you don't need to jump her as soon as you come through the door. Uh, we both sort of know what's going down here at this point. Now, again, men are the gas and women are the brakes. And at any time, if she decides that she's not comfortable and then wants to leave, that's the end of that, right? Um, no means no. Don't, don't even feel like I really need to say that, but we're just going to say it. No means no. At any point, even though how annoying it is, you could be right before sex or she decides that she's not interested. That's the end of the night. And the key to these things is being comfortable with whatever she decides she is comfortable with. Um, now, funnily enough, when you display that you're comfortable with her making whatever decision she wants to make, uh, nine times out of ten, if you've gotten this far, she'll just sleep with you anyway, right? Uh, you know, that you chose, you showed her that you weren't going to judge her and that this wasn't that big of a deal. It was just the end of a interesting connection between two people. You liked her, she liked you, and this is what people do. Um, now, if for some reason, like if it does happen, it's probably because you either A, did not make her comfortable or B, uh, something that you did, whether it was in body language or whatever, showed that you would have lost respect for her if she did sleep with you, in which case if she likes you, she's not going to. Um, now, I don't know how women see these things. They might as well just be magicians, like I've said before, but your beliefs about sex um, are shining through in every interaction that you have with the opposite sex. And if they feel that you're a bit of a prude about it, 
or that you're going to judge her as a, a slut or put her on some sort of, uh, you know, just a notch in the bedpost sort of childboard sort of thing, like going in your Excel sheet, like we talked about, and you didn't build any real connection with her, then she was probably not going to sleep with you. Like basically you need to have verbalized why you like her. And I like to do it as, as simple as possible. Like I like you because X, like those words need to come out of your mouth. If she can't answer why you like her, besides she's just some girl who happens to be there, it's probably not happening guys. Anyway, uh, that is the basic framework from meeting someone to uh, sleeping with them, right? So we sort of go through the the funnel. You you have introductions, you lose a bunch of women on the introduction, sort of is what it is. You want to make sure your body language is on point. You pivot off to the side. Uh, remember, you start this conversation with her, so you do not want to put the, the burden, the onus of carrying the conversation onto her. You're going to have interesting things to talk about because you lead an interesting life that you actually give a shit about and want to draw other people into because that's just how it is. Now, um, you plan dates, you lead on these dates, you pick days, times, and places. You don't just say, I don't know, what do you want to do? And then you pick interesting dates and locations. When you get on these dates, once again, you lead the conversation and you make her feel comfortable with uh, what's happening here via touch and generally showing that you are comfortable with where any place that the date can go and that you're not going to judge her for any decision that she makes. Um, people that you decide to sleep with are people that you actually like and you can verbalize, I like you because X, that's probably going to solve a lot of your rejection problems um, you know, at the end of dates period, because she knows that you like her for her and not just cause she's some random woman who happens to be in front of you. When it comes to defining relationships, uh, there are a few different approaches on this. I do not bother to mention anything about them until frankly, after we've had sex, uh, because it's probably not necessary. Now, if she asks the thing here is just to be honest, if you're not looking for a long-term relationship, don't give her the idea that you are looking for a long-term relationship. Uh, newsflash, women like sex as well, and she might not be looking for a long-term relationship either. Now, if you think, if you uh, if you do like her, you think a long-term relationship may be in the cards in the future, but you are not sure at this time, then that needs to be just what you tell her. And if she's fine with that, then she'll be fine with that. And if she's not fine with it, then once again, we're just going to move on. Um, you'll find that you get a lot less needy and you don't feel the need to lie. Uh, whenever you work on these skills in the first place, and then you can draw the type of women into your life that are going to fit with your lifestyle. If you're working a lot, dude, and you don't want to build some relationship because you don't know where your career is going to take you, there's no reason to lead somebody on who wants a long-term stable sort of commitment. You'll find plenty of women who are fine with hanging out once or twice a week and hooking up and just having some fun whenever you're together. And then, you know, texting occasionally. Um, so you don't have to lie to anybody about any of this, uh, define the relationship, what are we sort of conversations. And in any case, the willingness to define the relationship uh, without lying is going to be high status because you're willing to lose or walk away from things that do not fit your life. And high status is what we want. Status is one part, um, a big part of the attractiveness equation like we talked about on the first episode in this series. 
And one more thing before we go is that before you decide to get in the monogamous relationship with uh, one person, you need to have a serious conversation about what your futures look like because uh, you can save yourself a lot of time here, right? You've done some com compatibility screening on the front of the conversation um, and now you're, you know, you guys have had sex or whatever you've been dating for a while and you think you want to sort of log this down into a serious relationship, then you need to have the conversation about children religion, family, and its importance, all of the major reasons why people break up, how do they handle money? Uh, and this is why, you know, these type of conversations are going to happen later on after you've gotten to know some, someone for a while and feel like you can even want to deal with them on a long-term basis. But these are the things that make or break relationships. So make sure you know, for example, like if you want two kids and somebody does not want to have kids, the long-term relationship is not in the cards. You Maybe you could have asked this question earlier if that was something that was super important to you. But just make sure that you get all of the major items out on the table before you go into a monogamous relationship. So that's going to wrap this episode up. Love you. Hope you guys got some value out of this. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time.